to the Stress Reduce Fat Loss Podcast, where we teach and mentor you, the health and fitness professional, on how to holistically transform your client's body, health, and life. I'm one of your hosts, Ken Sylvan. Alongside me, you'll hear from Joe Arcos, Sarah Fennell, and Barrett Ozef. Each episode, you'll have a combination of us sharing our 70-plus years of combined knowledge and experience in the health and body transformation industry. Our goal is to help you expand your awareness of holistic transformations and teach you how to get deeper results for your clients. Let's jump into this episode. All right, welcome back to the Stress Reduce Fat Loss Podcast. I'm Ken, and we have the amazing Sarah here. How are you doing, Sarah? Hello, Ken. Fabulous. So excited for our conversations and really enjoying this podcast. And I want to say thank you to everybody who has been listening in. This is our baby that we just started a few weeks ago, and we've been loving the response back and the conversations that we're in, Uh, you know, even from past clients, our past students as well in our mentorship who have been enjoying relearning stuff that they learned in the mentorship. And we believe that, you know, proximity to information again and again really helps integrate this knowledge uh, so that you, the trainer or nutritionist, really knows what you're talking about with your clients. And so we just want to say thank you for, for listening to us the past couple of weeks and all this great content that we have coming down the pipeline. Absolutely. Yeah. So many uh, students have commented on that. Oh, the great refresher. Oh, this is awesome. I'm like, really? I'm surprised. I don't know why, but I'm, I'm glad that they're still enjoying it. I didn't know if they'd be like, oh, I don't want to listen to this again, but they're, just, they're like eating it up. So this is awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, you think really we only retain 10% of what we hear. Uh, I know I've been to conferences and I'm sure yourself as well, Ken, if you're in an immersive environment with a lot of content over a long duration, you only take out of it really what interests you, what piques your curiosity, maybe something that's happening in your life or clients right now, and and you grab onto that information and run with it. Uh, So coming back, coming back and relearning again and again, uh, just helps with integration. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So our topic today, we want to chat uh, about some, you know, coaching concepts, uh, really talking about red flags of potential leads for clients coming on. What would be some red flags? So is a client really ready to get started with you? Uh, Because the last thing that you want is to take on a client who isn't committed, who isn't ready, and who isn't ultimately going to be that ideal client for you to be able to do what you want and for you to be able to get a transformation from a client. So we're going to chat about some red flags to look out for. And then also client compliance. This is, a, this is a juicy topic and one that I hear a lot. If you're a trainer or a nutritionist who says, my client doesn't do what I tell them to do, uh, you'll love uh, the second half of this conversation uh, because client compliance is everything. We can't do what we love to do. We can't get that growth and that progress from clients if they aren't compliant. And then ultimately, that really has an effect on us as a coach and what we feel that we have for our abilities to be able to help people if we aren't getting uh, those clients into action. That's true. If if they stay as long as they can, but if if we can't get them to stay and keep getting results, they can't become a great transformation and we can't change their lives and we can't run our business. So it's important. Uh, Mm -hmm. Coaching the compliance is important. Yeah. And as, as you get more skilled as a coach and, and more seasoned, and I know Ken, you know, you've been in this, in this field for decades, you start to see red flags or some languaging or, uh, you know, just some stuff that comes out of leads and people that you're talking to where you can think, oh, I just really don't know if this client is ready. You, you, you start to have those like warning bells go off in your head. But I know that as a new coach and someone who's just taking clients on, they, they want to help everybody and they, they want to, you know, grab on 
to as many leads as they possibly can. Uh, and I can even attest, you know, in myself as a coach and even in those beginning stages, taking on people who I knew in my gut were not ideal and who weren't ready. And then it ends up being such a bigger headache down the line. And you're like, I knew it. I knew it. Shouldn't have went through with this. <laughs> oh, that's so true. I, I, we've done that. And I, I know you've done it as well. You're like, yes, okay. Your mind's like, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm like, no, no, no. They're excited to do it. They're ready to commit. Let's go. And then you're like, oh man, should have done that. Yes. And so, and so when we have leads reaching out, don't just look at that, that dollar figure that could possibly be there. You really want to vet your clients to make your life and business as a coach seamless and easy and flows. Uh, Cause those hiccups with clients can, can slow you down in other areas of your business as well. And you want to make sure that efficiency is the biggest thing uh, with your business and, and, and with your coaching that you're actually getting those results. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so we have three red flags that you should look out for. I'm going to, you know, name them off. Uh, we'll do one at a time and then, and then we'll dive into that, Ken. And, you know, you can, uh, you've, you've had a lot more experience with this and, and red flags and really what to look for, especially from a transformation perspective. You know, we're not just looking at taking on a client for a boot camp class where they come in and they just have some fun. You know, when we talk about transformations and we talk about that intimate coaching space, there's a lot that is expected from a client. And so you want to make sure that they're ready and ready for that to make both of your lives easier. And so the first red flag is that you're hearing languaging around the lines of, I do, I have to do this? Um, or, oh, I don't want to do these five things. And they're starting to already have some resistance and they're back up against things that they seemingly don't want to do. Yeah. Those are tough. You know, like that, that's a tough thing. You know, I, you've heard clients maybe come and say, Hey, I'd love to work with you. Can you make me a keto plan? And that, Bart and I used to laugh about that. That is the flag of all flags because they're coming and saying, can you make a plan that I think I should have? And there's nothing wrong with suggestions. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with someone wanting a vegan plan or wanting a keto plan. But again, I asked them, well, are you flexible? If we do the assessment, we see that it's something that's not best for you. Are you okay not doing it? And if there's resistance there, now they are they want to keep themselves on a track. But what they've been doing got them on your doorstep. So I don't know if I want to continue. So I always look at flexibility. You know, if someone's like, no, I'm very rigid. I don't want to move. That really limits the coach's ability to do what the person needs. Now they must do what the client only wants, which then hampers the possibility of results. You know, and when someone doesn't get results, they don't say, hey, you know, I worked with Sarah and she did the plan that I want. I didn't get results. They say, I worked with Simply Sarah and nothing worked. And that's all they'll say, you know, and so it's very important that you're, you're careful on that. Yeah. And I think that really takes confidence in the systems that you're using. You know, if you're a coach, you know, and the systems that you have, and, and you know that you get results for other clients with that system, you need to stay true to your ground because that's what you know works. And you try to deviate or compromise just to try to make a client happy or people please them to come into your business. It will only end up going in the other direction for you. And you're able not, you're, you can't show up the way you want to with that client. And a lot of times they end up walking themselves into not getting results mm. and you're holding the bag. So it's, it's important to say, you know what? Great. I'm okay with keto. I'm okay with being vegan. Um, I feel people may need different things going to the plan and I'm going to try and figure out what your body needs. And it's going to tell us. And as long as you're okay flowing back and forth, then that's great. And if not, then I may refer them to someone who's uh, you know, pro keto only or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's just, that's having that open-minded client. Like you want a client who's open-minded. You want them open to new things that they potentially haven't tried. If they've been stuck or they've been frustrated for a while, there's most likely blinders on them or else they wouldn't be reaching out for you. So open mind, you want them to be open to new things. You want them to have that flexibility uh, to make your life and that journey with them a lot more smooth. The second one here for, for red flags is no hard pain points. This is so key. Yeah, someone comes in and they're like, why are you doing this? Well, and really there's nothing going on. They don't have any, there's one, one, one on all their, di- in the, their digestive intakes, like zeros, all questions are zeros. No, and, and let me preface that. When we do assessments in the transformation mentorship, we have some assessments that score, you know, on a level of let's say zero to nine on digestion. And when clients come in, they're all zeros for every digestive thing. I'm like, not wrong, but I'm like, okay, well, why are we here? You know, like, Nothing's wrong. There's no urgency for doing this. Why are we coming in today? How how am I going to be able to help this person? And is it a big, is it a big thing for you? Do you really need to do this right now? Because when it gets difficult, as you said, the client's journey is, I wouldn't say a difficult one, but it can be challenging. And if you really don't have that why, which is I'm here because this really matters, a lot of times it's easy just to like go out the door, disappear, go follow, you know, they're just not there anymore. So you really want someone who's invested in being here as much as you are as a coach. Yeah. Commitment is key. Uh, Cause if they don't, you know, if they don't have anything that they want to fix or progress on, how do you measure that progress? Clients only stay interested in, and uh, you know, I can attest to this back in my health and fitness business. I took on a couple of clients. They were in great shape. They had great habits. They enjoyed working with a coach, but you know, they would come on and then wonder, you know, where are we going or what's the next step? And, and me having to say, well, what do you want to work on? You know, why, why are you here? And you really don't ever want to get into a conversation with a client like that. Uh, Cause if there's no progress, if they don't feel like they're moving forward, if there's no, uh, journey in mind of where we're going to like we're right here right now and we want to be over here but what is that over here and how do we track and measure that journey so that we're both satisfied uh with the relationship yeah and i've even seen some assessments where i had students say the client said well they really just wanted to you know feel really good and i'm like okay when you said what showed them what was a sign that they were feeling good what was that sign they're like you know like having overall health and i was like and what shows them what overall, so it's like they couldn't say what that was. And that's a, an interesting client because then again, you can't measure it. You don't know how they're feeling. A lot of times their feeling is what tells them they're, they're doing well. And we know feelings are up, down, sideways, and all over the place. So uh, I never like to run a business on how someone feels only. Yeah. Or at least having tangible things, you know, did you yeah. wake up in the morning with more energy? That's a marker. That, that's something that you can track. It's, uh, right. it's tangible. Yeah, yeah you, you need that. You need that. Yeah. And and this third one for red flags of a client uh, potentially coming in would be that they don't uh, hand in forms or follow instructions on time. Uh, at the very beginning of a relationship, if they are not following the system that you have laid out for success in your business, that's a huge red flag. Yeah, it's the beginning. The beginning of the relationship is like everyone's on their toes. Everyone's like, you know, let's go. If anything, they're gonna, you know, if and I'm being facetious here, but if people may fall off along the way, nine months of work with you, they may get a little bit slippery, odd time here and there. But in the beginning, if someone doesn't send pictures how you want and you have detailed instructions, because that's obviously important, you know, they don't do things on time. Hey, we need this by 4 p.m. to prepare for your assessment tomorrow at 4 p.m. and they send it at 
3 p.m. the next day. These are all signs that not are they good or bad clients. It's never about good or bad. It's just, are they in the right place to go into this journey with you? Are they ready for it? Because you're going to be all in. And if they don't have the capacity space to really invest in themselves, it's going to fall apart anyway. Like just wanting to isn't enough. You got to have the space built into your life to, to, to modify it, to, to grow it, to evolve it. Right. So, yeah. And if, if, you know, anyone listening here who has, is seeing those red flags or does see these red flags, this is where you need to have your confidence to actually tell the client that maybe they're not ready. You know, maybe this isn't the best time for a transformation right now. If you're about to go on three different vacations and you're planning a wedding and, you know, work is crazy and, and you can't follow instructions or get things done on time, maybe it's not the right time for a transformation and to really have that conversation. And you will find that they will respect you a lot more as opposed to people pleasing and weaving in and out between their needs or, um, or how they think that system should be with you uh, because it's your business. Like this is your system. This is my system. This is the, the steps I follow. This is how I get results for clients. You need to stick to that and, and stand your ground. Have you ever, yeah. um, you know, Ken, like back in the beginning days, felt nervous to maybe turn down a potential client or get into those conversations? Yes, at times. You know, I think in the very beginning, we wanted to sometimes modify things. A client wants to do it like this or do it like that. I'm like, what are we doing? Whenever we did that, it always turned wrong. I think one of the great things about having a partner in your business or someone you work with is you can really bounce off scenarios and go, did you see this? And we'd be like, yeah, every time I did that, it was horrible. Like we, we should never do that again. You know, and then that's you know, versus yourself, you can second guess a little bit. I like having someone else in the business. I could see, did you see these same things? He's like, I saw it too. Like, okay, no more modifying. This is our system. This is what we do. Or these are our programs. We don't move them all over the place for people. You fit into our system. I can't go into, you know, into Tesla and say, you know, I really want square wheels. I just do. And, and you know, and I don't want to pay it this way. I want to pay crypto. And they don't have a crypto ability to receive it. That's like, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like, yeah. this is what you're coming into our business for. So yeah, absolutely. We did see that quite a bit. Yeah. And it's just, it's just gain that confidence to be able to stay, stick your ground. Cause like what you said, like it just, it, it goes sideways. Relationships can get sticky. You're not happy. You're going above and beyond. I don't want to use the word wasting time, but you perhaps maybe using time inefficiently to compromise for a client when you know that you have a better way to do things. Um, yeah. And I had a client the other day, literally it was ready to nine months. Like I'm ready to sign upfront nine months. But she repeated the same four questions. She sent me four emails over the course of the week asking the same four questions about cheese and other things. And I was like, you know, we did talk about phases, what they'd be. I explained that I sent you the video. I sent you your summary. I did an extra summary. And I realized, I said, you know what? Maybe right now, this isn't the best thing for you. You know, or I'm not, or our business isn't the best vehicle for you. And that's okay. We've still discovered something. We discovered that maybe you need to be with someone else. And that's as long as you can always learn something and walk away from a relationship, I think that's great. And she's like, okay, thanks for being honest with me. And she didn't, you know, she wanted to join, but she didn't. It's not, you know, so she's like, I appreciate that. And she walked away and that was great. It would, I would have put her with a coach of ours and it would have been a nightmare. Like, so. <laughs> yeah. But see, there you go. She, she appreciated that you said that. Yeah. Uh, you know, we always need to have our clients or potential clients best interest at heart. And if it's not an ideal situation or there are those red flags, make your lives both easier uh, by just being honest. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, the other thing too, with, you know, not following instructions, and I've, I've heard this a lot with trainers or nutritionists um, with taking photos and, and in the transformation space, even if you're not 
weight loss focused photos are really important, especially from the beginning to, to make sure they hand in and clients can sometimes be a little hesitant on that, not want to do them. Sometimes a coach or trainer doesn't want to collect them because they don't think that they're just body focused. Um, can you talk to, you know, photos and the importance of them beyond just the physical weight loss? Yeah. For photos are a couple of things, you know, photos give us another set of eyes and, it isn't just about the body. What about how their skin is? What about if they get a blemish? What if they get a rash? What if they feel bloated one day? Um, these are all things that we want them to start seeing and drawing lines to. So when I feel this way, how does it represent in my body? Not about do I, do I look good or not, but like, hey, I had a client say the other day and it was amazing. She was, Ken, I had ice wine two weeks ago, but this time my pictures. It's not my legs. My leg measurement is the same, but they look more inflamed. And I was like, I was like, so happy. He's like, yes. Do you see how that's different? She goes, how come the measurement and the inflammation don't go together? The, the measurement didn't go up. So now she's thinking long after I'm gone, she'll always remember Hmm. when I drink wine, that's how it shows up for me. My legs get inflamed instead of wondering her whole life or saying genetically, she doesn't have great legs, which is not the case at all. So it was, I love seeing pictures because it is then again, another way of us looking at change. Yes. It's not the scale. It's not measurements. It's what we see walking down the street. And it's a record. A client today said, Ken, I was so sad because the last two weeks I've been kind of off the mark. I put my pictures together herself. Cause I always ask them to do that before they come in. And she goes, I'm celebrating today because of the two weeks of emotional turmoil I had. And I still I progressed. And for her, that was a win. She was ready to throw in the towel. I didn't even know she was going to throw in the towel. And she's like, I'm not throwing in the towel. And that saved her. So I think pictures do so much more than, than what we think. So. Yes. Yeah. And it gives you that comprehensive assessment. Like what you said, let's look at weight. Let's look at measurements. Let's look at photos. Let's, you know, have a conversation. Let's have you uh, have some body awareness as to what's happening. And when you can gain all of this data, then you're able to make those proper decisions moving forward for a client. And exactly what you said there too, about the photos, having that comparison side by side, you know, the first couple of weeks, you might not see a lot, you know, there might not be that, that change. And especially as someone who lives in their body, sees their body every day, looks in the mirror, possibly every day and sees themselves, you don't realize those subtle, subtle changes that are happening that over the course of six, 10, 12, uh, you know, weeks can really start to add up. So having that baseline from the very beginning is so important. Hello, fellow health junkie, Sarah here. I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to jump in and let you know about a free resource that we've created for you. We want to give you the number one protocol that all result-driven holistic coaches and practitioners give to get insane results with their clients. Results like easing digestive issues, increased physical and mental energy, accelerated weight loss, reduced inflammation weight, clearer, brighter skin, and a better sense of well-being. Go to www.transformationmentorship.ca forward slash start. Let us know your name and email address, and we'll send you a detailed manual explaining this protocol, how to coach your clients through this phase, food replacement lists, and client tools and resources so that you can get an action right away. Transformationmentorship.ca forward slash start. I've also left you a link in our show notes. Let's get back to the episode. It's vital. I think, you know, when we start incorrectly, it's, you can, I, the worst thing, the, most, the biggest frustration of the coach is missing a change. 
like three weeks and like, you know, the pictures were off and then you're like, Oh, what really happened? Did it really get better? Did it not? Like that can make or break a client for continuing just that alone. So we don't start properly or things go off track. It's so hard to go back. Hey, remember these three weeks ago, we were doing great when you were just doing this. So don't worry, you can get there again. And they go, I was doing well. Yeah, you can do it again. Okay, good. Then they're they're right back in. They're both out. And it's all our emotions and our memory. And I always say eating, and fitness can sometimes be so unconscious. It's triggered by our, our thoughts and our feelings. So if we're having a, a bad week, a lot of us think we are doing poorly everywhere. Everything's just horrible. It's not always the case. So Yeah. You also set a standard from the very beginning of the business, right? Like an onboarding of a client or starting that assessment phase, or even those, you know, first conversations of what's involved, you set a standard for what needs to be done. It can be a lot more challenging when you start with so many open doors and flexibility of what is what you want in your business, and then try to start putting some restraints or adding different things into the program. Like, let's say you only want to start taking photos four weeks in. Well, it's something that's different for a client that that wasn't set from the very beginning, and so that compliance can even go down. Yeah, and, and you know that's a that's a good point. You know, it it's like having you know. Uh, Say, I was going to say dogs or kids because that's not a horrible thing. People are going to shoot me on saying that. But again, what you tolerate is what's going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. So a client puts in, you know, forms late and expects their meal plan on time. You're going to create that habit. When a client, and I'm not, I wouldn't say be a jerk on purpose, but you do have to have people understand. Look, I had to explain to someone once. It's not me holding a a rule over your head. I am booked back to back every day for the next four days. And every client has a 15-minute slot. So it means I have to take away time from someone else or from doing homework with my kids so I can go back and do your stuff. I go, I don't have that time. So it's so important that you said it early enough so I'm ready and I give you the service you want. And after that, they never script because they realize it's not just about a rule. It's about he really doesn't have it. You know, and mm-hmm. if, if I want to get my stuff on time, I go, if I ever got tired or busy and I didn't send in your stuff, it would never be good enough for you. She's like, hell no. I'm like, so why is it good enough for us? Mm. She was like, okay, gotcha. So sometimes having those, and I'm smiling, I'm never like, ah, but you know, having that loving conversation comes back to me wanting to get you great results and not be a $4 an hour coach. I want to give you what you're paying for me. And that's amazing results and service. Yeah. Oh, so bang on. The, the success of our business really comes from the happiness of our clients, the results that we're getting, the ability to show those results, having happy clients, getting referrals. And so from that very beginning interaction moving forward, you want to make sure that everything is lined up in the best possible scenario for you to be able to show up as the coach that you need to be for clients. And so, you know, if you're seeing any of these red flags, it might be, you know, time to kind of step back and say, is this really an ideal client to take on right now? Or do I need to have an honest conversation? The uh, leading into the next part of this conversation is very similar as well, which is client compliance. You know, they get going, they're gung ho, things are great. Maybe four weeks in, six weeks in, some stuff starts to happen. Um, They're not doing what they're, they're supposed to do. There's handing in things late. The, the system is falling apart. Let's just say that the system is falling apart. Um, and we have a couple of reasons why this would happen. And so Ken, the first one is, is the buy-in clients need to have the buy-in for the process. Let's chat about that. Yeah. It's, it's like, why am I doing this again? You know, I had a client, I had a client to give a great example. The other day she goes, 
So when you say we're doing a gut cleanse and I shouldn't have sugar or white potatoes or any of these things, she's like, she still had them. And I was like, but when we do this, it feeds yeast and fungus. That's what they feed off of and they flourish. And now they're going to, you're feeding an animal you're trying to kill. And you go like, imagine me hitting you on the head every Thursday when you come out of your house. Next Thursday, you're going to have a friend there or a bat. And it shows, oh, so then, okay. So then all of a sudden she's like, okay, I get it now. Okay, I won't, I, I won't do it now. But she goes, I need it by and I need to understand what I'm doing. And once she had that, I didn't have to keep managing her on it. She was like, okay, I'm all, I'm all in. Can I get it? This is not a great time to do this. It's game face time. Yeah. So. And that's, that's really a coaching skill is not just giving your client an action plan, like here, go do this, really explain to them why they're doing something, the importance of exactly why you're telling them to do it. Uh, Cause I always believe once you can have a better comprehension of like cause and effect, this, that uh, people will have a little bit more of a, a, a compliant action towards what they're doing because they understand it. Like they get it. They understand, well, if I do this and this is going to happen, if I don't do this and this is going to happen. And if you don't have that understanding, you just have like, you know, a three-step action plan, you will be swayed if there is temptation or, you know, excuses come up. Uh, but it can really make you stop and think like what you said about the digestive, if they know, okay, well, if I eat this sugar, then it's really doing the counterproductive action of what I want it to do. There can be that, that stop and think and, you know, really buy in to what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the second reason why there might not be the greatest compliance is that they don't believe in what they're doing, or they don't think it's important. This is tracking for me. This is tracking food, <laughs> tracking stuff. They're like, I client, and it, I'm. Uh, I won't say this for everyone, but I find the more successful the client is in life, the more they tend to do like this with tracking. Kind of got no time for it. I'm, you know, I'm doing a four billion dollar deal on this. I'm like, yeah. And I said, well, look, when's the last time you didn't track your investments? And they just go silent and go like, you just think it's. It's going to grow and do well if you don't track it, look at it, go back and see why this quarter didn't do well and everything else. That's the same thing with food. If you don't track it, number one, long after I'm gone, if anything goes sideways, you're going to be calling me or another coach again. That's going to cost you money. Number two, if I don't, if you don't track it, I don't know what to do with you. So now you are losing, losing money again because I'm guessing on a plan. Yeah. I go, so either way, you're losing money if you don't track and like okay i see the importance now that it's not about it's just another thing i gotta do every week i'm like no it's and then the third one if i want to be totally a jerk i'd be like if you don't track i don't do your plan like that's the lowest form but i never start with that one but that's like look you want me to be a dink i'll be a dink i'm just not going to do it then simply because i want you to invest time as i invest time it's a joint thing here so People need to really understand and think it's okay. That's worth it for me. One of those three got to be worth it for a client. One day I always get one of them. Like, okay, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. Otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we have systems and processes and steps in our business that we need clients to take because we know it works. I mean, I feel like I keep coming back to this conversation, right? So don't sway from why you do something in your business and explain why you do. We don't have them take unnecessary steps just for the sake of doing it. So really explain like what you said, why is it beneficial for the client? Why is it beneficial for the coach and that uh, interconnected relationship that you have? And the yeah. And in that time, I could give them a solution and make them a solution, but yeah. we'll talk about that. And the third reason why, uh, you know, a client might not be compliant here is, is clarity, you know, th those learning types. And so do you want to explain what that means? 
Yeah, clearly some clients, I find they really learn. Like if I made a video on something, hey, this is what's going to happen on, on day 14 of your car boot camp, which is the meal plan style that we teach in the mentorship. And this is what you have to do. This is when you have your meal. And this is what it looks like. They look at the video and they go, I got it. Someone else will have 50 questions, won't do it right. If I write it out bullet form, week one, this is what you do. Week 14, you have a carb meal only at dinner, not at 9 p.m. Then, So everyone learns differently. So it's so important in our business that we try to make sure they're clear on it. And the best way for me to figure that out is say, after I've given them a task, spit it back to me. Like, what do you get from that? What do you think I'm trying or I'm asking you to do? And if they can't do that, but then I go through it again. Okay, that's great. You got a couple points, a couple key things missing. And it's this, this, this. And it may seem like I always tell them, look, I'm not being condescending, but I want to make sure that you and I are on the same page. So, you know, if, if you want to go on, you know, if you're dating someone and you want to go on a first date at a flower garden and they take you to the forest, it's close, but it's not the same thing. You know, like they're both kind of plants. So <laughs> you want to make sure you're clear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> same yeah. thing. Have you ever been or giving some give some examples of understanding, oh, that really wasn't right for a client giving that, or maybe some questions you ask them to help them understand the the delivery of information better? Um, or do you mean like do I have questions that I gave them? Yeah, or even like uh, how to like probe a client to maybe say, okay, I need to do this bullet form for them. It's not a video that they need. Oh, sure. I, I sometimes they ask them, how do you like to see information? How do you like to learn? Do you like to see, would you prefer in a video format? Would you like bullets? Do you want it in a paragraph? And I'm not trying to get a coach out there to tailor their business every day, but you start building resources. So now I have a video. I do have bullet points. I do have a paragraph. I do have a spreadsheet. I'm like, how do you want it? Mm. I like this. Send it to them. Great. There's a method that you like. You can receive it better. And then I ask them again. Okay. Now, after you took a peek at it, just what do you think uh, we're doing over the next two weeks? What do you think carb boot camp means and what are we doing? And they'll tell me and they go, yeah, I got to eat some uh, you know, uh, protein and veggies and uh, then I go have a whack of carbs. And I'm like, anything else? And they're like, that's about it. And I'm like, okay. And then I got to go through with them and make sure they get those points in there. You need fats. You don't have fats in your plan too. You're not going to make our insulin better. Your weight's going to drop, but then you're going to rebound. You're going to feel worse. You know? So those are some of the things that we, uh, yeah. Yeah, that we you talk about that we'll go through. Yeah, you slid into uh, that first solution there. So, you know, if you're having a client who's not compliant, uh, what you were chatting about there was asking them to repeat the instructions or asking them to repeat what you had said for comprehension. Because uh, sometimes people can just smile and nod or, yep, I got it. But what did they get? That that clear communication is, is so key. Um, have you found that's been a, a huge turning point for client compliance um, and even just the uh, understanding of the two of you? Absolutely. That's, that's been massive. And, and I would say any coach out there, it goes beyond just your clients, your relationships, whether it's your kids, your spouses, your, your friends, your parents. This is a, a massive game changer for bridging that communication gap is really making sure how we receive information. Because we don't know what someone's thinking when you're talking, what else is on their mind, what they're looking at cues and taking it the wrong way and interpreting it. So it's so important that they translate that back in real language. It gives you guys a chance to, once again, get that point. So it's like ET, phone, home. Oh, okay. We're, oh, oh, it looks like we're going the same way. We're not. Oh, okay, good. You know, so. 
Yeah. Yeah. Also too, with the health industry um, and, and holistic health, there can be a lot of, I'm not going to say misinformation, but maybe missing information from certain things, or they might've done some studying or research on their own. Maybe they've done a plan that's been similar. Um, and they think that they comprehend what you're supposed to, what you want them to do based on past experience. Um, but it could be slightly different. And so just having that conversation, uh, to make sure that they understand what you're saying, um, is key. The second thing for solutions here is time and making sure that you really prompt uh, a great framework of what that journey is so that a client understands what it's going to take from them to do what you need them to do. Yeah. And a great example, again, I keep going back to gut cleanse, but I find because they're so specific with clients, it's, it's important because this is the time when I call this is game time. We're not having, you know, uh, sugar, alcohol. So it's like, really help making sure they understand this is an eight-week process. So we say it initially, this is going to be eight weeks. Then I break down what those eight weeks are. We're going to do two weeks of, let's say, Canadagon. We're going to do two weeks of this, oil of oregano. We're going to do two weeks of this and laying it out. And by the way, we have to finish this two weeks before we do the next one. These are all mistakes that I've made along the way where I had a client go, great, all five phases. And they took all supplements and jammed them together. And I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? And they're like, well, I don't know. They're all the phases. So I just, I thought I'd do them all. I'm like, okay, again, I have to present it in a way, even if it's one person out of 10,000, that's a way I need to maybe change it and do it, uh, do it in a way that's better. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and make it clearer. So. Yeah. Even like, cause especially with holistic health there, you know, there are protocols that we do and there are phases like what you talked about. And, you know, we're not looking to fit people into one diet that they follow for the rest of their life. And so if they don't know that this is a six week or an eight week phase, they might think that they might not be able to have X food for the rest of their life. And then we get this FOMO, we get this, I don't, I don't want to go without this. Maybe they get cravings. They don't realize, Hey, it's only another two weeks that you need to uh, comply for this. So really allowing that client to see the vision, to see the journey, like what are these phases, what is expected of them? Uh, and to understand that compounding effect of the solutions that we're, that we're offering. The last one for compliance here is to not budge from your system, which I think we've been chatting about through this whole conversation, uh, but so key. Yeah, you know, we, we've done it. We've done the whole, I will make the system what the person, you always have that one client that comes in, they seem to know a lot of things, they're very particular, they almost set themselves up to be an anomaly, like no one can fix them, and the only thing that fixed them was this one thing, and you're right, you said it, Sarah, if you're not confident in your systems, you can start to merge things out of concern or fear or worry that you maybe can't be another person that didn't get the results. But if you know your systems work, stay true to it. I would say, I have to kind of say, well, this is what we're going to do and I'll use your feedback and I may use part of it. I had a client love again, keto, and I gave her a kind of keto plan. So she had still had a carb meal. It was mostly keto, but then she saw that one carb meal and lo and behold, that was the thing that propelled her forward. I don't know why, but it worked better than anything else. It fixed it. Her gallbladder still got better. She stopped having cellulite. You know, hoops were better. And it was kind of keto, and it went all the way there. You know, using her feedback, but still using systems and listening to her body. So we can't. And that that taught me a lot. Taught me to trust my my instincts and what I know and my truth, and keep going with it. And the worst thing I can do is use the body as feedback and change. It's okay to change courses. You know. So. Yes. Yeah. I I've done that as well. Where you you know, comply with, with what the client wants. And, and some of them can be 
you know, very, very encouraging and, and, and very, you know, set in their ways. And like what you said there, well, I know that this is the only thing that works for me. Also, like when that comes across kind of like our, our red flags at the beginning of uh, conversations with potential clients, if they think, if they know that that's the only thing that works for them, why are they hiring you? You know, someone should be hiring you for a different perspective, a different outlook to do something different than what they've currently done. Um, and when we budge from our system, I find it, it can kind of put us in this abyss of not having a system and, and not having those proper steps that we follow. And it can end up leading a client down a path of in la-la land based of, uh, that have gotten away from your system that you know that works. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. You, gotta, you have to stay on, you have to stay true to what you're doing and give it time. Sometimes we just have to give it time for the body to heal and change. And when clients get nervous, we have to remember if they're nervous, they're always going to go back to that one thing that maybe worked once in a while. And, and letting them know that, well, we're going to try something different. It may take time for it to heal and change. That's okay. We can't panic as coaches either. Yeah. Wonderful. I think this is such an important topic. Um, and I'm really glad we're covering it here in the podcast. Uh, you know, those of you listening here, we strive to bring you information about holistic health and, you know, different symptoms and solutions, but talking about coaching is, you know, coaching is one of the rooted factors that actually moves a client forward, you know, that puts people through your system and, and making sure that you're not deviating from that. And you're bringing proper clients into your business is everything. Um, and so gain that confidence for the system that you're using, know the type of clients that you want to take on, um, you know, stick, stick to what you know works uh, because it will make your life and the client's life so much easier. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Anything else, you know, in terms of readiness or compliance or that you want to wrap up this conversation with of anybody listening here? Uh, I, I like to reiterate again what you said about finance. I think there's times in coaches' lives where some are great times and some are not. When you're an entrepreneur, sometimes you're scrounging for business. I remember once our accountant telling us, you guys live on bones and nails just trying to get through. And it's like, we would take any client that would come in the door that wanted us. And someone said once, you know what, but you won't, you won't create space for the ones that need you though. And I was like, are you kidding me? I need this four grand this week, you know, but it never worked. Whenever we took a client that we knew we shouldn't have, it never turned out well, or they never stayed. And once we started making the way for clients that needed us, when we saw those flags and saying, no, we won't, there'll be someone better for us or someone that isn't going to haggle your prices. I don't haggle prices, not out of being timid. I respect someone's time. So when someone says they're going to do this, if I value them, I'll pay whatever it is. And I want those clients too. Once I started doing that, I started seeing that. So if we have clients compliance, we also have to turn the camera on ourselves and go, where am I not being compliant in my own life? You know, where, where am I not paying bills on time? Where am I not doing things that's coming back into my business? I've seen that so much. So when we started fixing those things, we saw less of it with our clients as well. Yes. Yes. Um, wonderful. We hope anybody listening here takes on all their dream clients, knows the system that they're using, puts the right clients through it and really trusts your gut instincts. You know, in the transformation mentorship, we talk about the gut being a second brain and, and we do have those gut instincts. And so if you have those inklings about a potential client that's coming on, really listen to yourself because you might be trying to compromise for finances, like what you're saying there, Ken. But if you're compromising for them, what are you also letting into your business in terms of like headaches, emotional turmoil, uh, things falling out with a client, things ending badly, them not getting the results that they want, you not being satisfied as a coach? Like there's so many 
things that we open up negatively to come into our business if we are, you know, complying away from our, our systems. Yeah. Couldn't say it better. Yep. Mic drop. <laughs> Twice today. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. We were on a, a group call for transformation mentorship today. And I guess we were, we've been dropping good bombs all day long. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you everyone for listening again. We have enjoyed launching this podcast for you and have so much more amazing content coming down the pipeline. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode today. Let's hang out over on Instagram at Transformation Mentorship. And better yet, take a screenshot of this episode, upload it to stories, tag us, and let us know what you loved about the episode. We'll see you next time.